Good morning, I'm Peter Lewis and this is Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. In today's programme, we're going to focus on the elderly. Firstly, we'll look at some of the financial considerations arising from looking after senior citizens. Jimmy Lamb speaks to one of our listeners who is taking care of her parents and grandparents at home to hear about her financial challenges. Lastly, in our investment segment, we'll explore some investment products for retirees. As always, we welcome any comments, suggestions for topics to cover in future programmes, or any financial concerns you'd like one of our experts to help you with. You can email us at moneytalk at rthk.hk, or go to our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Hong Kong, like many developed parts of the world, is facing what is termed a silver tsunami. Based on the latest census, 16.6% of Hong Kong's population are aged 65 or above, and the proportion is expected to rise to 31.1% in the next 20 years. By 2034, it's estimated that about 1 in 12 Hong Kongers will be aged 80 or above. With life expectancy on the increase, and many elderly people living at home, where they are cared for by their families, it's important to have a financial plan in place, both from the perspective of the elderly person and their carer. Joining me now to discuss the financial considerations of caring for the elderly is Cecilia Lam, Chief Executive Officer at Rehab Aid Society. Good morning, Cecilia. Good morning. So we're going to talk to a listener shortly who is caring for her parents and grandparents at home. Can you give us a sense of what sort of problems do carers typically face in that situation? Um, I think it's the, um, a, a lot of, uh, of course, for people who um elderly but are nice and healthy, they really don't need a lot of, you know, care. And uh, it's only for people who have, Poor health mm-hmm. or suffering some kind some kind of medical conditions, who would need the uh, the the care. Um, the challenge is uh, first of all um, knowing how to look after them and to cater for their needs physically, psychologically, and um, and another important factor is really the financial means to be able to do it. Mm. Um, I know people who are living at home. Um, with their elderly parents or, or grandparents, and um, they usually um, can hire a, a nanny or, or a mm. domestic helper. But not everyone could afford that, can they? So some, for some people, that might be quite difficult. Yes. Um, mind you, we always think that being able to live at home is way, way better to, than to uh, to be placed in a, a nursing home, mm-hmm. and mind you, the cost of uh, nursing home is not low either. Mm-hmm. Uh, for homes that are government subvented, the the fee is usually around one thousand six hundred because it's heavily mm-hmm. subsidized. But for people who are waiting for nursing homes, uh, they may have to wait from three to eight years. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, it's longer than uh, waiting for uh, a public housing. Mm. Uh, And in order to go to private nursing homes, uh, the fee ranges from 12,000 to 40,000. So it's it's a lot of money. And is, if you're the carer looking after elderly relatives, is there support or help you can get maybe from the government or elsewhere? Not really. Um, 
And that's why. So you've really got to plan this carefully then from a financial perspective if you are looking after elderly people and elderly people themselves. We've got to plan for when we get old for maybe when we're in that situation. Yes, really, because you're on your own. Yes. Yeah, except that if you can get to, if the person really needs the nursing home, if you can get into the government subsidized one, then you get a, a big relief there. But like I said, it's always better to be able to live at home. So what sort of things should we plan for in advance in terms of our finances, either because we may be in the situation where we have to look after elderly relatives or we're elderly else, getting elderly ourselves and we don't want to be a burden on our family? Yeah. And of course, I would suggest really save for the rainy days and for the sunset days, uh, because as we age, we tend to have more, you know, medical issues mm. uh, propping up. And uh, so I think it's, it's good to have some saving set aside for um, um, medical issues. And a person may want to buy insurance or whatever. Um, and we have to, uh, unfortunately, right now face the the reality that uh, although our public health care system is very reasonable, uh, the waiting time can be quite mm. outrageous. So if the person really wants to get the timely medical health care, sometimes they have to go to private. So, uh, and that is going to be very costly. So really, we should be thinking about insurance to cover that, um, which could be quite a lot of additional expense if we don't have that insurance in place. Exactly. And then the insurance company won't cover it when you reach a certain age. So it's better to make all the planning ahead of time. Now, one of the issues as we get older is sometimes elderly people struggle to look after their own finances, don't they? And particularly if you are starting to have problems with remembering things, you you forget to pay bills, you forget maybe where your accounts are held or the passwords um, to access them. What should we do to try and plan for that if it were to happen? Um, if it's for somebody who's got Alzheimer's disease, um, and we know that it's going to be a degenerative one and, and the person's um, memory and everything is going to go downhill. So it's important that they make the decisions at the time when they can still make the decisions. For example, um, having uh, will, you know, estate planning mm-hmm. and... Um, some healthcare directive and um so a healthcare directive is really um it's a type of living will isn't it about um who you want to look after your affairs if you're no longer able to manage them yourself and who could take decisions on your behalf yes yes and uh, you know all those can be done at the early stage when the person has got you know, maybe minimal um, memory loss and is still capable of making all the decisions. And these are difficult conversations sometimes to have, aren't they, with parents or grandparents, particularly because elderly people tend to not want to talk about their finances. They tend to be quite secretive about it. How do you go about breaking down that barrier? Well, I it's, it's not easy, but I suggest that the family should be very honest with um, their, their elderly, whoever is involved, and um, to get them to really accept the fact that, you know, this world is impermanent and, uh, and uh, to get sick or, or to die is, is just a part of life and a part mm-hmm. of living and um, try to 
um, help them to come to terms with that and uh, open up discussions freely or to get them or uh, to talk about it so that they can get um, a bit desensitized mm-hmm. about, you know, death and, and planning and um, and downhill uh, uh, health, whatever, and to um, help them to accept the facts of life. So if you are the carer looking after some elderly family members, then really you have to think about how to broach that subject and maybe try and do it on a, on a fairly regular basis. Yes, um, individually, and sometimes it can be done in a small group as well. When you have maybe a few people who are facing the same situation, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's the group um, um, effect that uh, the client can come to terms with what's going to ha- be happening and be able to make a wise decision. Now, what about from the perspective of the carer? Often we focus on the elderly person themselves and their financial arrangements. This can be a big burden concept for people who are looking after elderly family members, often who have no experience or no training in how to do this. Where can you go to get help as a carer? Um, there are some NGOs who may be uh, offering services to uh, help them to uh, get some training on caring for the uh, disabled, and um, and I suggest that they can even search through some website to get the updated information um, and to be well informed of mm-hmm. what the uh, uh, the person's uh, diagnosis are and what are to be expected and the care management. And if you are someone who is getting older, you could also think about maybe setting up a trust so that you have some assets set aside for someone who maybe you know that you're going to rely on and you're going to need their help so that they in turn can help you. Yes, I think that's a good good idea too. Yeah. Cecilia, thank you very much indeed. Okay, thank you. You heard there from Cecilia Lamb, Chief Executive Officer of Rehab Aid Society.